Blog Talk Radio. Ten years ago, a crack commando unit was sent to prison by a military court for a crime they didn't commit. These men promptly escaped from maximum security stockade to the Los Angeles underground. Today, still wanted by the government, they survive as soldiers of fortune. If you have a problem that no one else can help, and if you can find them, maybe you can hire... I'll see you Hockey Radio Show, brought to you as always by BackpagePress.com and by the number one non-updated hockey site in all the land, LCSHockey.com. LCS, also buried by Vince McMahon. All right, Mike Dell, I know you're there because you're hosting the show tonight. Yeah, Larry. Uh, First of all, excellent musical choice to start off the show. Yeah. That That lifted my spirits right away. Two, um, uh, I'm enjoying a vitamin C lozenge at the moment. Oh. So, I'm also I'm, sure. I'm also taking in some vitamin C right now, Mike Dell. Yeah, I loaded up. I've had a cold all week. I usually take, you know, uh, at least 1,000 milligrams of uh, liposomal vitamin C, which is, you know, your body absorbs oh, yeah. it better. Uh, I but I, I loaded up on the uh, vitamin C yesterday. Probably too much. <laughs> but you know things are all right. You can but I feel a little better today. Too much. <laughs> so you, yeah. you got many years of deficiency to make up for. So I think you're all right. I I got the scurvy. Yeah, I can see that. I've seen you. Um, I'm drinking Welch's 100 percent uh, orange pineapple apple juice. Sounds terrible. It's actually really good if, if you like pine. It's, it's mostly tastes like pineapple juice with some orange like juice mixed. In. Sugar in there and stuff, or I don't know. It's just hundred percent juice, whatever. No what added sugar. Sugars. I don't know. It Doesn't say no added sugars, but I also can't see the label because I'm old as fuck. Uh, <laughs> I was gonna say, can't you just read the ingredients? <laughs> no, I can't see them. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> Old yeah. as fuck. Yeah. Oh, I hear you. All right. So, Let me ask uh, you this. Yeah, go ahead. Um, is there any, like, are Dolph Ziggler and Mandy Rose really together <laughs> in real life, and that's why they're making this storyline? No. Okay, good. good, good, good. <laughs> she's with some, uh, she's, she was engaged to some goofball. <laughs> I don't know, not yeah. a wrestler, but some guy. Um, I'll, I'll be honest with you. The more I see Mandy Rose, the less I like her. Yeah, I'm with you. I used to really yeah. be over the moon for her back in the day, but um, and now she I comes on. I'm I, like, I'll, eh, all right. 
I'm telling you, I'd, I'd pick Sonya Deville all day. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's absurd. That is absurd. <laughs> but I don't know. Uh, you didn't watch SmackDown? Because you always say you forget I about it. I always forget it's on. Yeah. So they had a moment of bliss to like lead off the show with the NWO. It was terrible. Really? Like at one point, there was like maybe some highlights. 10 or 15. Yeah. I mean, the highlights I saw was pretty funny. Like, uh, um, wh- once Timmy Zane got out Zane. there, it was good. Yeah. Oh, okay. But b- before he got out there, I- I'm telling you, there was at least a 10, 15 second span where. Nobody said anything. They were just kind of looking at each other. And I'm, I said to Nick, I'm like, Vince <laughs> is probably shitting his pants right now. And it wasn't long after that that, you know, uh, they, they hit the music for Zane and them to come out. Uh, Larry and I were talking about this earlier on the phone before the show that uh, we were wondering where our beloved Iconics, how come they're never on the wrestling TV anymore? And I said, they're the people who should be hosting that kind of a show, like yeah. that moment of bliss. Alexa Bliss is terrible at that. Like she, they she just do it bad. to let her do something. Like she is really bad at that. Where the Iconics would be amazing at hosting a show like that. But anyway, yeah. Now, what did you refer to her as earlier today? A charisma vacuum. <laughs> yes, a charisma vacuum. <laughs> yeah, that is true. Like I have nothing. I like Alexa Bliss. She seems like a really yeah. cool person in real life, but. She she's not host. She is not Rowdy Roddy Piper by any stretch of the imagination. <laughs> no, it's they it just is had to brutal. find something for her to do when she was out, you know, with the concussions and the neck problems. So they needed something for her to do. So they gave her that, and I get it, but mm-hmm. she's not good at it. So. And then and then you got Nikki Cross sitting next to her, who literally says nothing. She just kind of claps every <laughs> once in a while. And then, like, she made a real bad joke tonight. She did something about, I've been a fan for life. And then, once again, like, everybody just kind of looked at each other like, uh, you know, I don't know what's going on right now. Because I remember uh, I, I saw an article, or maybe we were talking about it, about how WWE wants to move to, like, more unscripted segments and just kind of let people do their yeah. own thing. And, and then right away, like, as soon as that moment of bliss tonight, I was like, Ooh, wonder if they're trying this. Uh, you know, let, let's just see what you guys got out there because it, oh, it's bad. But then Zane came out and he was he was great. Yeah, yeah, Zane. Yeah. You know, he's entertaining on the mic. He can do stuff. But uh, yeah. how about Cesaro, the new wrestling uh, wrestling purist? He's got a new shirt. Yeah, see that? Yeah, uh, I saw the shirt. I, was, I wasn't crazy about it. <laughs> you got to support Cesaro, though. Yeah. They got uh, buy one get one for a dollar right now. Yeah. If you want to buy WWE shirts, get one for a dollar. Here's an idea. Even for a dollar. Hey, Maya Yim, can you get a shirt that's not fucking horrible looking? <laughs> like she's got a second shirt now, and it's almost worse oh. than the first shirt. Yeah, because they just put out a bunch of like NXT shirts all at one time. They're all just very generic, uh, like giving everybody a shirt, and they're all terrible looking. So I didn't yeah. know she had a second shirt. Yeah, it's like it's it's like a cartoon drawing of her, and it looks like I don't know she's showing her nails or something. I don't know what the hell's going on. It, it, it's just it's <laughs> but she does terrible. a she does this little hand symbol with like her fingers pointing down and yeah, that's, yeah, that's what she's doing. Yeah, that's what she's doing. But it looks dumb. <laughs> it looks like you know it looks. If I was seven, I would be cool well, in it. But maybe that's who they're marketing it to, not to forty-five-year-old men. Well, then don't sell it in 5X. 
maybe they're really chubby birds. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> chubby birds. Yeah, that's, that's true. All right, so. <laughs> Larry, big show tonight. Uh, and by that, I mean, of course, no show whatsoever. But we did watch a TV show <clears throat> for this week. We did. A little thing yeah, I did. like to call Beverly Hills Bunts. <laughs> Beverly Hills I think everybody Bunts. likes to call it that because that's the name of it. So I'm excited to discuss Beverly Hills Bunts. And then uh, I also, our buddy Lance was asking me about the coronavirus. So I can uh, do a little conspiracy segment on the coronavirus. But, I mean, there's not much I can say. It's just, you know, I'm Big not a biologist. News. I don't, know, I don't know what to say about it. Yeah. Well, we can talk about that. And then uh, what else, Larry? Um, Not much because even Tuffy and Jank aren't here tonight. Oh, that hurts. That yeah. hurts. It does. Maybe even giving up well, on we the show. Can, we could do an hour and go. We can. Or less. An hour or less. That's what I'm saying. All right. Well, let's, okay. uh, let's, let's get into some Beverly Hills bunts because I'm sure everyone at home is waiting for this. Yeah. yeah, 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 Beverly Hills Bunts. Now, I, I had first learned about this show last week when you told me that uh, Dennis Franz used to be on Hill Street Blues, yeah. and they took his character on there and spun him off into like a sitcom type of TV show. And I was like, what? Yeah. Because Hill Street Blues is serious as fuck. And then it's like, what? They spun yeah. on a sitcom? His uh, well, it's like a sitcom drama. It's a mix. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, it's not formulaic sitcom. It's definitely not that. Yeah. It's a it's a dramedy, a half hour yes. drama, which is r- yeah. rare. You don't see many half hour shows like that. But anyway, um, Beverly Hills Bunts. It premiered November fifth, nineteen eighty seven, and it lasted until April twenty second, nineteen eighty eight. Yeah, so thirteen only nine of the episodes were aired. Oh. Even though they filmed, they filmed 13, Yowch. only nine were aired. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and uh, Franz's character is Norman Bunce. He was a New York City police officer in History Blues. And I guess he got in trouble with the uh, higher-ups. And I think by the uh, if you look at the intro to the show, I love the intro, by the way, to Beverly Hills Bunce, the opening credits and everything. It's well, great. <laughs> it's great. Here's the problem is – that entire video, I think, was like 23 minutes, and the intro was like seven of it. <laughs> and the intro it tells you like the whole backstory, like because it sets the music. It's like big, one big long musical montage just of everything that happened in his life and how he got so and long. <laughs> it is so long. But what I love about it, the first thing you see is him just punching somebody, and it looks like he's punching one of his bosses in the NYPD blue. <laughs> yes. So, so he has. Let like, me tell you this right from the start. This is Andy Sipowitz on the West yeah. Coast. That's all. Yeah. This is Sipowitz. It is Sipowitz. He's the exact same character, except he's on the West Coast. And we, we should mention the, the creator of this show and the writer of this pilot episode. I guess you did watch the pilot episode, right? I watched the pilot episode directed by Howl somebody. Yeah. That was the title of the video. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. know who that is. But uh, Beverly Hills Bunce was written and created by David Milch, who uh, was a writer, I believe, on Hill Street Blues. And then he did NYPD Blue, and he's also most famous probably for Deadwood and all the uh, all the language on Deadwood. Yeah. <laughs> so, now, um, 
I'm going to tell you. But let me just much. say, Milch did not write. He only wrote the pilot episode. He did not write any of the other episodes. Oh. So, I was going to say, I really liked the dialogue. <laughs> I thought the dialogue was great. I, I was going to say, I didn't hate this show. I definitely didn't hate yeah. this. It's not a terrible show. Not at all. No. It's a no, solid. It's a... I think it's a very solid show. So what's based on the pilot? You know, again, Milch didn't write yes. any of the other ones, so I can't, you know, so I'm guessing they probably weren't as good. And I looked at the other writers, and then, like, the, the other eight episodes, there were, like, six different writers. So I'm guessing there was a lot of, maybe not so much consistency from episode to no. episode. But, um, I wonder, now, when this came out in 87, it was part of what uh, the, the lead guy at NBC was a fellow named Brandon Tartikoff. Do you remember Brandon yeah. Tartikoff? Yep. I think he died in the plane and he crash. Had this, and he had this idea for uh, designated hitters. So he had this this show was one of his designated hitters. And then he had uh, a sitcom starring Nancy Walker, you know, uh, uh, wrote his mom on Mary Tyler Moore show. And also the quicker yes. picker upper. Bonnie commercial. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know her. <laughs> she had a show. And then uh, who else had a show? Um, oh, Ed Asner. The Bronx Zoo, I believe. So he had these three shows, and he said they would be designated hitters. He would rotate them throughout the lineup. So, like, once a month, Bunce would get, like, a prime spot behind, like, Cheers on Thursday mm-hmm. nights. But they, but the problem with that is, well, you expose the show to, you know, you expose these new shows to bigger audiences. You're also changing their time slot every week. And people can't fucking figure out where they're at, you know? Yeah. So that didn't really work. So eventually they settled and they put Beverly Hills Bunce on Friday nights at 930. Yikes. And that was, bet- that was between that's Night we're on. and Miami. That's right. That's a terrible. It but is uh, terrible. it was between Night Court and Miami Vice. Yikes. So you think that, that would be a pretty good spot though, right? But. I, I mean, yeah, work. but no. Both of those shows were terrible. <laughs> let's, let's just do Night Court every week on here. Oh, no, I'd rather do Cheers. Uh, I've been watching a lot of Cheers lately, every day. Ew. Yikes, I'd rather watch Night Court. I've, I've been, uh, like I said, I've been under the weather this week, so I've been somehow finding a way to nap twice a day. Mm. So, That's good. <laughs> and every every time I go to nap, I put Cheers on. And I fall asleep watching Cheers. So, yeah, that makes sense. All right, but anyway, I guess this was like the fifth season of Miami Vice, so it wasn't you know at its peak of its popularity. And um, Night Court, I guess, was struggling a bit in the ratings. Friday night, that's a terrible time slot. You know, you just don't. Yeah, oh yeah. Friday night. No. <laughs> like, has there ever <laughs> been a successful show on a Friday? Uh, I don't know. That's a good question. Well, TGI Fridays, right? What, what were the uh, ABC where they would put like all their shows on, right? TGI Fridays. Yeah, but I mean that was more popular with like you know the fourteen-year-old crowd and stuff. Mm, I suppose. I don't know. Uh, I like so it. yeah, Beverly Hills Bunts. Who else is in here? Uh, his sidekick. Yeah, so he he leaves um, New York City and he goes out west to Beverly Hills. He wants to be a private investigator in Beverly Hills. And he goes out there with his buddy, Sid, I believe his name is. Uh, I, by, I don't know. Played by a fellow named David Jurassic, I believe. 
who that name's probably not familiar to you, but if you watch this guy, I'm sure you recognize him from a bunch of stuff, right? Larry, like he he's been in a shit ton of TV shows. This guy. Well, you know who I thought I thought he was. Um, you know Larry David's annoying cousin on Curb Your Enthusiasm. Richard Kind. Oh, is it, yeah. I thought that's who that was. I didn't realize no. that was Richard Kind. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I was like, well, that that could be that guy in in 1987 or whatever. <laughs> no. Um. So, uh, but this guy, he's been in a lot of like minor supporting roles, not like any star roles that I can remember. But he's if you watch TV in the 80s, you saw this guy. He was every. Yeah. Why IMDb'd him? He's he's been in like yeah. 600 things. <laughs> yeah. But he has a very uh, he has like a squeaky haircut in this. Um, yeah, yeah, it's weird. It's very weird. And this guy's yeah. supposed to be like the comedic relief of the show. Um, He's not funny. No. Yeah, no, that, no, no. that's why I get, I'm guessing why this show failed is because of him. <laughs> because, uh, because he he gets the big subplot in this episode. And he's, he's just like his, uh, he may have been a snitch or something for, uh, I almost called him Sipowitz, for uh, Bunce in New York. Yeah. He, he's like his pal. So he brings him out here and he says he's just going to, vi- he's out visiting and he's just going to stay a few days and then go back. But he's like a con artist and he's running scams. And the big scam he's running uh, in this episode, Larry, is he's working as a painter. He's painting. It seems like weird that he's going out there to stay just a, a few days, but he already has a job as a house painter for someone. Yeah. That seems weird to me. Yeah. yeah. That doesn't make a lot of sense. Yeah. And while he's, he's painting this lady's house, he hears that she is concerned about the weight of her cat. Her her cat is too chubby. Yeah, well, keep in mind, this is like some very rich lady, you know what I mean? The yeah. cat's eating off of China and what have you. And so he, he, right on the spot, concocts this plan where he says he has a twin brother who's been involved in all these medical experiments with uh, about animal uh, diet and how the animals can lose weight. And so he says he'll get his twin brother to come pick up the cat, and he charges this lady a lot of money to help the cat lose weight. Yeah. So that that's the subplot. Yeah, it's 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 not good. <laughs> and at one point, um, whenever he has that cat back at the office, and Sipowitz is coming in, and yeah. uh, he he puts him in the drawer, like he literally shuts the drawer on the cat's <laughs> neck. And I was like, what the fuck is that shit? This is like before PETA, I guess, was involved in things. And <laughs> because, like, yeah, he just takes his cat. And really, the cat's not that chubby. I mean, no. it's not that big. Yeah. No. And he, he shoves it in the desk drawer. And, and he goes to close the door. And the cat is not going along with this. So the cat tries to get out. And he basically shuts the door in the cat's neck. <laughs> that was fucked up, man. I wasn't happy about that one. And you hate cats. I don't. I just, you know, they're not for me. I, I would never hurt a cat. I just don't want a cat. But, but the cat was fine. I mean, it was a professional yeah. stunt cat. I'm sure he was fine. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but it was yeah. awkward to see. It, it was. was strong arming a cat into a desk yeah. drawer. <laughs> it was. It sucked. So, uh, but yeah, Sipowitz is allergic to the cat. He he he's he starts having breaking out in the hives and more comedy. You get he he's got more comedy. But the other thing going on here, Larry, of course, uh, when he goes to get his PI license, uh, right away, the, the guy at the uh, LAPD, he's in charge of this. He's a real dick. So there's conflict yeah. there with Sipowitz. And, um, and, and Sipowitz, I, I, Bunce, 
Dennis Rowan. He's he's a real – he's basically Sipowitz, like you said. He's that kind of guy. Um, He walks the line. He has a moral code, but he's not scared to to tune people up. You know what I'm saying? Right, and he's not not a racist or a drunk, at least not yet, but he is (laughs) Sipowitz. Like, he has the same attitude, mannerisms, way of speaking (laughs) to people. Sometimes when he pauses – like during his yeah. speech, like I was just like, "This is NYPD Blue, but kind of funny, quote unquote." And I, I love uh, Franz is so good in this. I, I mean, he's so oh, good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like just the way he stands, and he's always adjusting his suit and his tie and stuff. Like it's yep. great. He I is really it. good. I, I love it too. And like I said, the dialogue here is very strong. With with uh, any any scene Sipowitz is in, it, it's very strong. He's great. Uh, so, yeah, he's got the conflict with the LAPD. They have to check on him in a month to see if he gets his license because it's just a provisional basis, a one-month test run to see if he, they can trust him to work as a PI in L.A. So he goes. He has an office set up. And uh, then we get, a, a, the uh, I guess, the eventual love interest, I'm sure, because, you know, Sipowitz is a, la- a chick magnet. He's going to be drawing the ladies. Yeah. So we get this blonde girl who lives uh, in the down the hall from them, has an office. She says she's a screenwriter. But, of course, she works as a delivery service and stuff uh, to make ends meet. But do you recognize that lady, Larry? I, as soon as she came on the screen, I'm like, where the fuck do I know that lady from? I had the IMDb. I know her from Tombstone. She played, like, Doc Holliday's, like, woman in that movie. Like and that and I know her. Of, I did recognize her from that. And when I, uh, what I knew her from was Fletch. She was the lady know, in Fletch. I've never seen Fletch start to finish. Wow. That is shocking. Yeah. I've seen a couple minutes here, a couple minutes there, but I, I don't know. Like I it's one of the, it's another one of those movies where like I know it's supposed to be funny, but I don't I don't find it funny at all. I don't I don't know. It's like Caddyshack. <laughs> like I'm kinda like, all right, I I guess. I'd rather watch Beverly Hills Bunt. You know who else is in Fletch? George Went. Norm. Oh gross. Jeez. No thanks. All right. <laughs> so but yeah, this lady, the lady from Fletch. Um, so her, she right away, her, you know, her and Bunts are bunt are uh, butting heads. You know, they're they're not getting along. And so he's going out. This is my favorite scene in the whole show, Larry. He, he's going out on his first day. He's get a call. He gets a call from another PI place. I guess they want him to do some work for him. And by the way, that guy, that PI guy, is uh, Joey Pants. Yeah. Nick hates he, that he likes- guy. I love him. Yeah. <laughs> Joe Pantaleones. Yeah. Yeah. But I was thinking about it. Has that guy never has that guy ever been in a movie role where he wasn't the asshole? Like I can't think <laughs> of anything he's ever been in where he wasn't a total fucking dick. Or he's like the good guy. Yeah, I don't Yeah, he's not. Like he's an asshole in the Matrix. He's an asshole in uh Risky Business. He's an asshole in the Sopranos. Like I've never seen him be a good dude in anything. What for some reason, was he in Memento as well? Uh, he yeah, that sounds right. I haven't seen that movie in like fifteen, twenty years. Yeah, it just popped into my head that he's in Memento, but I, don't, and I think he's a little bit of a weasel there too. Like he wasn't always on the up and up. Yeah. I don't know. Now I'm thinking about um, it. I think that girl that might I don't that I don't that might have been uh, Kurt Russell's wife, not Doc Holliday. Yeah, she was one of yeah, the yeah, wives. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was yeah, her. Yeah, Maddie with the headaches. It's just headaches. <laughs> I think that's her. Yeah. 
Yeah, opium um, addicted. So, uh, oh yeah. So my favorite scene in the Beverly Hills Bunt is he's going out to meet with his other PI guy, and as he's leaving the office, he walks by that girl's office door, and he hears like uh, like an argument going on, you know, like a he, domestic violence situation. Yeah. So another guy asks him, "Where's the John?" And he so he gives that guy the instructions, and then he goes back and he listens, and, and he hears her like scream or something. He's all right. Here he goes, Beverly Hills Bunts in action, and he just kicks the shit out of the door. <laughs> oh, that door! Well, the, keep in mind, it's the type of door that has like a, maybe like a four-inch border of wood, and then the rest look like a stained glass panel in the middle. So when he yeah. kicks that door, it fucking explodes. <laughs> it's pretty awesome. It is great, <laughs> and they do it in like slow motion, kind of, and. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it does look like it explodes, and yeah. it's like action hero Dennis Braun. Yeah, it's so I was cool. like, yeah, this is Sipowitz. Hell yeah! And of course, he kicks the door down, and uh, they were just rehearsing a scene. Yeah, just rehearsing a. Uh oh. But later, Larry. <laughs> later, well, we get to see that uh, he's a good guy though, because he turns down that job with Joey Pants. They want him to go lean on some lady, or or something. I don't know. Like, a guy broke up with a girlfriend, and then he wants to intimidate her or something, so they wanted him to go lean on her a bit. And he says, no, I'm not doing – I'm not your muscle for whatever. So right away, you see, oh, well, he's a good guy. You know, as, as a viewer, you yeah. see, oh, so he has a code. He has a moral code. The stipulates. So uh, later when they go back to the office, though, he overhears another conversation in that lady's office. <laughs> and he's like, oh, it's just a scene. She's rehearsing a scene. No, this time there actually is a dude in there he's smacking her around. Yeah. And so Sipowitz, uh chases that guy. He follows them all through town. They they get yeah. to uh, I guess a hotel or something, and, and they just start. He starts fighting. Just starts fighting. Yeah, <laughs> he's getting his ass kicked for a while. Yeah, well, that's what I was gonna say. I really like the fight because it wasn't a uh, a staged Hollywood kind of fight where Dennis Franz is suddenly like a world championship boxer. Like it's pretty gritty grabbing each other's faces, wrestling around. <laughs> I mean, it looks like the kind of fight that a, a 50-year-old guy would have with another 50-year-old guy. Like, it's sloppy, yeah. and, yeah, you know, it's not fucking perfect hip movement and all that shit. Yeah, it's not a choreographed daredevil fight scene in a stairwell or a hallway. It's a uh, yeah. it's a gritty, gritty real-life fight. And, of course, yeah. uh, Bunce, Rain, he comes out on top because he's Beverly Hills Bunce. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but not at first. He was getting whooped on a little bit at the beginning. And again, we also see his code come in because the guy who he's challenging the fight, the guy says, well, you know, um, here's 50 bucks. Tell her you never found me. You know? Yeah. And he says, no, 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 no. You've got two ways to do this. You either go back and apologize to her or two, uh, you try and slug me like you did her. So the guy tried to punch him and he catches the punch. <laughs> Yeah, he's like, "Oh, Roger wants Roger wants to choose number two. <laughs> and then Roger punches him in the face again, or something, you know. And then Sipowitz goes flying. But yeah, good. so uh, and that's pretty much the episode, right? Then they go back, and every she's real happy that you know, Bunce stood up for her, so you know they're chums now. And uh, even the LAPD guys are impressed, I guess, because he. This guy and, now and, keep in mind the guy he punched in the face was apparently some kind of producer or whatever Hollywood type 
who scammed yeah. her out of this screenplay that she's worked so hard for. She's trying to, you know, catch a break, and this guy scammed her. She he was supposed to give her two grand for this screenplay, and he just he just left and uh, and you know basically told her like you're a shit actress. So at the end. After Sipowitz arrests the guy, or not arrests him, but beats him up and then gets him for the cops to take and all that shit and everything's cleared up, he says to the girl, you know, when I heard you this morning, I really thought you were in trouble. And then she says, that's the nicest thing anybody could have ever said to me right now. Because he yeah. was telling her, I believed your screenplay. It was so good right. that I thought you were actually in yeah. trouble. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I said that he's going to thank this lady. Oh, yeah, eventually, yeah, he will. Yeah. Um, so then his buddy Sid, they decide Sid's not going to go home. He's going to stay with Bunce and be his, like, assistant. Because you couldn't see that coming down Broadway. I thought that was the yeah. point all along. That was his yeah. assistant, I don't know. Um, but still, I really liked the pilot. I thought it was a solid I did. show. I liked it a I lot. I enjoyed it. I did, too. And here's the thing, though, at least for me a little bit. A lot of the thing I liked about it, it is very 80s. Uh, you know, with the hairstyles, the cars. I mean, I get it. It takes place in the 80s, but it just yeah. it's reminiscent of me watching TV on a Saturday night, you know, no friends watching NBC because, you know, we only had five <laughs> channels back then. And it, it just felt like being a little kid again, watching something new, for the, you know, like in 1987. Here's another thing I noticed. Well, uh, I noticed it during the scene where Sipowitz is chasing down that guy that smacked the girl around. Uh, cars don't have hood ornaments anymore, and there were a ton <laughs> of them in that cars chase scene. And I was mm-hmm. like, man, I missed that. Like, we're right at the hood of the car. There would always be like a little emblem sticking up of you know the make of the car or whatever. And they don't do that anymore. I, I wonder why. Well, you know what else? You know what else on our cars anymore? Like antennas. Really, no antennas on cars. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I have a little well, one on my, on my back window it's probably like a foot long well see i don't have any it's just built right in you know um, well you got a better car than i have <laughs> but yeah like but you're a kid you always yeah the antennas you could smack them you ever pull them back and smack somebody with it yeah. oh yeah you, oh yeah you pull it back and let it go or yeah uh, sometimes you like you know unscrew it see how far you can go before it falls off <laughs> yeah just we're that. old we're old as fuck larry we're old as fuck yeah yeah but I gotta tell you, Beverly Hills Bunce, I went in thinking this was just gonna be awful. But it wasn't awful. No. I was Good. pleasantly surprised with it. Oh. And, and for those of you scoring at home and you want to watch the Beverly Hills Bunce, they're, they're on the YouTubes. You can find them yeah. on the YouTubes. Will you watch another episode? I might. Yeah, because I am intrigued to like see if the quality drops off when Milch isn't writing, you know? I um, bet it does. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna bet it does too. <laughs> yeah, I bet it does. I bet that Spoiler I bet that alert. fucking si- yeah, that sidekick guy's gonna be even more annoying. Yeah, that's the thing. I think the show would work a lot better without him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I think it's just because that guy was on. He was in there a lot. Like if yes. it's 23 minutes, that other guy had to have at least eight or nine minutes of the show. <laughs> you know. Well, and then there was the theme song and. So the show's over. At that but, I mean, point. The, the first thing we see when the show opens is that guy, the mm-hmm. other sidekick guy. You don't even see Franz right away. So that, I thought that was weird. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I loved it, though. Uh-huh. I loved it. I, I just loved the <laughs> graphics, I, everything about it. It was just fun. 
I was hooked right from the beginning when Franz is decking a guy right as the show starts. I'm like, oh, man. Yeah. You show me someone getting punched, I'm in. It's going to be great. Now, how much was Franz in Hill Street Blues? You said he didn't come in until later on? Yeah, I don't even think I saw any of the episodes of Franz. Like, like if Blues was on seven seasons, he probably came in the final two, maybe. Yeah. I think. Now, so, do you think, or do you remember, like, was he a more prominent guy when he showed up, or was he just more of a side character? Well, the way that show was, it, they had, like, a it was an ensemble cast where you had, like, five or right. six. So I, I'm guessing he would be one of the main people. Oh, so you think he got equal share of segments? Yeah, I'm guessing he would be a prominent character. Yeah, so. all right. Because you I'm remember, like, sure. like, even on NYPD Blue, like, Metavoy and Martinez were always, like, they always probably got, like, you know, half oh. of the screen time, that like, Sipowitz and and then Dana, Delaney, whatever, Kim, what the hell was her Kim name there? Diane Russell and her yeah. partner. Like, they, they, they got the lion's share, and then, like, oh, yeah, there's Metavoy. Yeah, I would guess he was higher up than Metavoy, but he would be right. less than Sipowitz. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, All right. On the NYPD pecking order, he would be middle of the road, probably. Because, I, you know, I, basically, I, I'm just going to be watching Sipowitz in, in two more seasons of something. Hey, by the way, uh, Metavoy was on an episode of Cheers. He oh, yeah? A, uh, he was in a payphone. He was like a Shriner in a payphone, and Sam needed to get into the phone booth and make a phone call, and he was in there. Yeah. Gordon <laughs> Clapp. That's, That's right. Name. Gordon yeah. Clapp. Yeah. Uh, Two P's. So whenever I was watching uh, Beverly Hills Bunts, I also – I know I've talked about this. I've talked about it a lot for some unknown reason, like more than I should have. But I found uh, Remember Wins on uh, YouTube. So I watched like <laughs> two of those today. And, uh, wow. you know, Remember When was a show that was on HBO that was hosted by Dick Cavett. And what it was was – Every episode was like a different theme, and then they would just talk about how that sort of theme or product or whatever has evolved over time, starting back, you know, 1910 to, you know, modern day. So today I watched uh, I watched one about advertising, which was pretty good, and then I watched one about um, – they had one about the Wild West. I started that one. I was like, eh. I don't know if I'm really feeling the Wild West right now. Oh, the other one I watched was all about radio, like the you know the beginnings of radio up until you know 1980, like how how it had evolved and everything. I don't, I just love that show. I just really was it a half it. hour or an hour? Uh, they're they're like 45 minutes long. Huh. Now, at any yeah. point on that one about the radio, did they mention Pat Novak for hire? Ah, uh, no, they did not. He never came up. Uh, but Amos and Andy her. came up. Do you know that? I didn't know yeah. that. That was two white guys. Yes, <laughs> that is fucking. Talk, that's fucked up, man. We talked about this when Pat and I did our because uh, our old radio show discussion. We talked about Amos and Andy, and I was two white guys, and yeah. I was probably just too enthralled with Pat Novak. <laughs> yeah, you really need to listen to this show sometime. I know. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. Like when Pat Piccarelli's on. Once you two start, like, I can't get in anywhere on the conversation, so sometimes I zone out because I know I can't get in anywhere. 
There's no break in, in speech. There's no moment of bliss situation going on where I – there's 10, 15 seconds where I can jump in with something. It's it's tough to get in. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, Amos and Andy was like the most popular radio show ever. It was really, really popular. It's racist as fuck. Well, it's – yes, in a sense, but in a way it wasn't because the humor – it was more based on like uh, the the point of Amos and Andy are these two guys from down south come up to Chicago, I believe, and they're and they're poor, trying to find work in Chicago and stuff. But it, it's more the humor is more based on uh, poor people and living in the city, and it wasn't so much racially motivated humor, you know. But it's not. Um, but they're definitely portraying two black dudes, and it, you know, I even yes. saw like a, a photograph of them where they're painted in blackface and stuff. Yes. Well, yeah, early on, yeah. Yep. Which I understand. Now, like, I guess back then, everybody was cool yeah. with it. But, like, man, it's fucked like, up now. Yeah, looking back at it, it's like, wow, this is crazy. But uh, yeah. I would say the radio show, the humor in there, like, you could listen to it, and it wouldn't be anything about race. But then they did a TV show. They tried to do a TV show about it, and that was very racially stereotype kind of stuff. Yeah. And that did not but um, good. I don't know. Yeah. There but, you go. Yeah. Remember when? It's very good. I like it. I love Dick Cavett. I the remember National watching Treasure. that as a kid, but I can't really remember much about it though. Yeah, the radio one was really good. It's it's real like it's real PBSy type of entertainment. You know, it's he makes little cracky jokes here and there, but they're like they're clean. <laughs> yeah, he's not yeah. dropping F-bombs, that Dick Cavett. No, but and again, I mean, I've I heard him drop F-bombs. I have to mention this every time you mention Dick Cavett, but he was also on an episode of Cheers. So. Oh, well, that was probably a good one. <laughs> he's great when he's on Gilbert Godfrey's podcast. I, I really like him on there. He has a lot of good stories. He's still alive? Dick Cavett? Yeah, he's still alive. He was just on, like, I don't know, a month or two ago. He's got to be old as hell, right? Yeah, I, I would imagine. I mean, all right, I'll look him up. This is the part Over of the under show where we... I would say 79. Oh, I would think he's probably older than that. Uh, 83. 83. Huh. 83. Yep. Good cabin. Yeah. He was good friends with Muhammad Ali. Yeah. yeah. How about that? All right. Yeah. Um, so, Beverly Hills Bunks. Yeah. That's it. Thumbs up. Uh, hey, I, I bailed on The Expanse. Remember I was watching The Expanse? Why'd you bail on it? You watched like three seasons. I know. I'm like, I was right near the end of episode or season three. I think I only had like two episodes to go. I, it's just not as good. <laughs> I just bailed on it. Oh, yikes. Season one's great, and then uh, season two's solid enough, but season three... Because here's the thing, they keep bringing in new characters every season. Sometimes, you know, Uh, don't like those characters, don't like the show. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that does hurt it. Like Thomas Jane, you know, he was that detective guy. He's, spoiler alert, he's gone after season one. Oh, he dies? He he pops back in season three as like a a host. 
guy's hallucinating and seeing him and stuff, so he's back a little bit, but not the same. Oh. You know? yeah. <laughs> That's Mickey Mouse. And I don't really like that short-haired Roman Reigns guy. You know, I don't like him. And <laughs> like I didn't, I didn't like the other cast. The only cast member I really liked in that first season was the Thomas Jane character. And then so once he's gone, it's like, eh, all right, well. Not the so problem much. too is, is like when you're saying Thomas Jane is your favorite part of something, you're yeah. probably in trouble. <laughs> But he's I like mean, that guy's okay. You know, he's down on his luck, detective guy. I can relate to detectives. <laughs> I don't know why, but I can't. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you like um, them. But when he's gone, yeah, I got nothing. So, I don't know. Maybe I'll go back and finish it at some point. But I just, you know, I just lost all interest. Yeah, that's odd. That was quick. Yeah. It came out <laughs> of nowhere. Um. Yeah. Nick and I watched this point, movie the other night. Well, oh, I was just going to say, at one point, I'm watching all these episodes, and I, and I just stopped and I was why am I still watching this? Because I don't even care. And then I just, oh, you know what? I'm just turning it off. Boom, mid-episode, turned it off. Boom. Huh. Well, I mean, I've done that many a times. Yeah. But so what, what, there's nothing, there's nothing else you for you to watch. Uh, we watched a movie the other night. Um it's called Girl on the Third Floor. It's on Netflix. Oh, I was going to tell you to watch this because yeah. I guess it's on I, Netflix now, right? Yes, it's on Netflix now. It, and it stars one Mr. Phil Brooks. It really does. <laughs> yep, it really does. Uh, um, <laughs> For those at home who don't recognize the name Phil Brooks, that is UFC legend CM Punk. That's who that yes. is. Yeah. Yeah, I told Nick, I was like, hey, uh, CM Punk's in this movie. And she's like, who's that? And I was like, ah, oh, he's this fucking asshole who, who's a wrestler and shit. So he comes onto the screen, and she goes, that guy's a wrestler? And I was like, well, he was. I'm like, he doesn't really wrestle anymore. She's like, he's so scrawny. And I was like, yeah. I was like, he's got a Pepsi tattoo. And she's like, why? And I was like, I don't know. Apparently he's never done drugs or had a drink in his life. I don't know. He's straight edge. He's, it's, uh, so the premise of this movie is, He's like this piece of shit guy you come to realize throughout the movie. He's like cheating on his wife, and he's he's kind of scammy and shit. So long story short, he's got this wife who's some sort of professional. She's successful. She has money, and he's a loser. And they buy this house out in the out in the country. Like uh, I think I think it takes place outside Chicago. Um, so he bought a house outside Chicago, and she's still in the city. You know, uh, still living in their apartment because he's he's fixing up this house they bought so they they can start you know like try to you know curb his fucking uh, desires and shit for banging other women and what have you. Because right. the, the first off, like I don't even understand why this lady's still with him. Like he's a complete loser and she's like a complete success, but yet and he cheats on her, but she's still around. But anyways, so that's the premise. He's alone in this house fixing it up. And he meets this girl. This girl shows up at his driveway one day. And um, she's young. You know, real young. Like, she might be like, 18, 20 in this movie. And, okay. you know, he's 40-something. So, uh, you know, he's, he talks to her a little bit. And she shows up the next day. And they become kind of friendly and whatever. And he fucks her. And then she becomes, like, uh, kind of obsessive 
and stocky, and it's a horror movie. So there's a lot of like paranormal shit going on and that sort of thing. It's he's terrible in the movie. He is awful. <laughs> um she, the young girl's not real good either. The special effects are not great. It it's not a good movie, but it's it's almost like you got to watch it, especially if you're a wrestling fan. You ju- you just have to sit through it cuz it's kind of like, wow, this is just so fucking bad. I can't believe I'm watching this. It's it's just one of those kind of movies. It's, it, it is no good. So you had heard of this movie before? Because like, I'd never heard of it until it came on Netflix. And then I was watching, you know how like when you're scrolling through Netflix, sometimes trailers will just play? Yeah. So like I was scrolling down, and it like popped up like, oh, hey, just arrived, girl on the third floor. And I'm like, oh, I love I, You know, Nick and I, that all we watch are scary movies here. So I start playing the trailer, and I'm like, is that fucking CM Punk? And I was like, oh, no fucking way am I watching this fucking thing. So last Saturday, Lance came over, and I was like, hey, you want to watch this girl on the third floor with CM Punk? And he's like, all right. So we put it on. We made it ten minutes, and I was like, this movie's fucking stupid. (laughs) But then Nick and I tried it a couple days later just because, you know, I hate scrolling through shit. I'm like, I'm just putting this on. And, uh, yeah, it's okay. I'd give it, like, maybe a four... A four. On the worst IMDb, on IMDb, it gets a four point seven. All right. And on Rotten Tomatoes, um, well, first let me just mention that it won the horror feature competition at the uh, wait the Brooklyn Horror Film Festival 2018. It won for best gooey effects. Oh yeah, I could see that because there is this black goo. (laughs) I don't know. Right. You I want an award for best Gooey effects? Yeah. Um, wow. Uh, Travis Stevens, the writer and director, also won the Fangoria Chainsaw Award for best first feature. Wow. Prestigious. <laughs> and and he was nominated for the Mullins Film Festival nomination or, or award for uh, being different. That's the award, being different. <laughs> so he was nominated for that. And they also nominated for Best Makeup Effects in the Fangoria Chainsaw Awards. How about that? Yeah. But on Rotten Tomatoes, Larry, the critics gave it 81% approval. Yikes. The they audience... must have a ton of burner accounts. <laughs> the audience only gave it a 26% approval. Yeah, that's more realistic. That's, that's rare. Well, you see the audience hates the movie that much more than the critics. Uh, there were only 36 reviews. From critics, uh-huh. so I'm guessing maybe, yeah, AJ Lee and Phil were pretending to be Dave, critics. Dave Meltzer. Can I give a spoiler? Should I give a spoiler out of this movie? Yeah, because if you hadn't seen it, I was eventually going to say, "Hey, why don't we watch it and talk about it?" Because you know, CM Punk. Could, but uh, yeah, since you already watched it, I'm not going to watch it. Fuck it. Yeah, um, he dies like three quarters of the way through the movie, and I was like, all right. Wow. Then it kind of focuses on the wife more, like, because she eventually ends up coming up to the house, and then she's getting stalked by the ghost and stuff. Spoiler the the girl's also a ghost. Oh, so the girl is banging it. 
Is yeah. is the girl played by Sarah Brooks? Uh, yes. She's good looking. Uh, yeah, she's all right. Yeah. I like the wife, man. The wife's got an odd name, but I like her. She's got like a uh, round face. Is it Tristy Kelly Dunn? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, she's good looking. Tristy. Yeah, I like her. Yeah, so I don't know. It's it, it's shitty. Uh, you know, you know what is good on Netflix is uh, I I had seen it a long time ago, but I put it back on when Lance was over. Was uh. Norm Macdonald's stand-up, I think it's called Hitler's Dog and something else, but it's very fucking funny. If you like Norm Macdonald, that it's very good. I love Norm Macdonald. Right. You like Norm? Yeah, I love Norm. Yeah, yeah it, but yeah, that stand-up is great. It's not Chappelle great, but it, it, it's good. Hmm. You know? Hey, uh, still no jank on the line? What the hell uh, I don't know. He's probably no, no jank. No I was going to see if he uh, he watched Invisible Man. The that Invisible doesn't look Man bad. Movie. Yeah. yeah it's got bad. Uh, what's her face? Elizabeth Moss. Yeah. Peggy. Peggy Olsen. Yeah, that's what I was trying yeah. to think of. Peggy Olsen. Yeah. She had a trailer oh, for this. Oh, I'm sorry. I was just going to say there's also an Impractical Jokers movie. Yeah, I've seen the commercial for that a couple of times. Twenty-five percent. Oh, really? Because uh, I saw a commercial where they were maybe I don't know where I saw it, but they were talking about like, hey, you guys, uh, <laughs> if you guys don't go out and see this movie when it first comes out, they're going to put it straight to video. <laughs> and I'm guessing yeah. it's going straight to video because uh, who's going to go sit and watch the Impractical Jokers movie? <laughs> Good Lord. Yeah, the, the, uh, the Invisible Man's getting percent. So it's pretty How cool. many? Ninety-one. Wow. Yeah, yeah it's good. Hmm. Uh, what about AEW? Talk about that. It was pretty goddamn good. Yeah, you and Lance watched the AEW. Yeah. I just was... watched some highlights on. Uh, some gifts and whatnot. And I, I saw the ending of the Cody uh, MJF match. That was fucking stupid. Yeah, um, that that was weird. I didn't. I, he hits I him with know. he hits him with two finishers. Then MJF just stands up, punches him with a ring, and knocks him out. Really? Yeah. Not I brass knuckles either. Right. Just the ring. No. But he just knows those two finishers. Just a. Uh, that's a real fucking. Yeah, the match. <clears throat> it was weird. That that ending was a little bit odd. I don't know about the spitting in the face too. That MJF's a dick, man. God damn. <laughs> Did you heard, see, uh, like, uh, he flipped well, some kids also off? Cody had, Cody had some band playing him out, and I guess people were saying how terrible the band was. Oh, the band <laughs> sucked. I don't know what band that was, but, yeah, they they <laughs> yeah they, they were very bad. They were bad. But the Moxley and, uh, you know, Chris Jericho match was really good, and the Young Bucks... Well, here's what I don't get about the Moxley thing. Uh, so he's selling an eye injury, like they put a spike in his eye, and he's wearing an eye patch, which I thought that was a good look. He was wearing the yeah. eye patch. Yeah. Yes. But he looked cool. And then, uh, but then at the end of the match, he lifts up the eye patch to show that he's not blind. And then yeah. he hits his finisher and gets 1-2-3. What? what? Who fucking cares? 
like, what, <laughs> like, why is that a big reveal? Like, oh, like, is that supposed to somehow confuse Jericho? Like, you know, you had it covered anyway the whole match. So yes, you yeah. were blind. Like, I don't understand. I did like the eye patch. I did like the eye patch yeah. look. It works for. But him what's the big deal? That... What's the big thing about him revealing that he's not blind? Like, what kind of? What did that do? Like, what advantage did that give him? I don't know. It, it made no fucking sense. I yeah, I, I, don't, I don't understand. All right. It was a good match, though. That's all I'm saying. I hear the uh, the Bucks and Kenny and Adam Page match was really good. Yeah, that was very good. Those Bucks are good, man. And them Bucks is good. Spot monkeys. Spot the monkeys. Bucks of youth. Did you see that this week? Yeah. Well, I guess Matt Hardy's going, right? He's going to AEW. Yeah. He's going, man. Now, does that mean you'll love Matt Hardy now because he's in AEW? No, no, no. He still can't walk. <laughs> hey, I also heard the Gold Dust match blew. Gold Dutch and uh, Jack Swagger. No, I, I wouldn't say it blew. It was another, like, it was another one. Oh, God, dude, though. I'll tell you this much. Uh, J, you know, Jack Swagger's wife was there. God damn, is she fucking smoking hot? Have you ever seen her on Twitter really? and shit? Because I've seen her on oh. Twitter. She's like... She's some kind of fitness pro type of lady, something. She right. she's like a fitness something something. She's hot as fuck. God damn. Whew. Huh. <laughs> yeah. I love her. Catalina White. I have no idea. I'll make her white. Yeah, she's all right. Yeah, she's her face very is hot. fake. Mm, yeah, I mean, probably is. Yeah. Still though, that body. Yeah. Oh, hey, Darby Allen and Sammy Guerrero or Guevara. That was that was an awesome match. Darby Allen is that guy is awesome. I love that dude. One sixty five live. Yeah. Yeah. They had they had a sale on uh, you know like oh hey like I forget how much it was thirty percent off of AEW shirts or whatever. And I thought about getting a Darby Allen shirt, and I was like, man, he's so young, and I'm so old. It's just <laughs> creepy as fuck if I get his shirt, so I didn't get it. You know who he's married to? Uh, I did look it up. Uh, Priscilla I, I Kelly. Yeah, I don't. I didn't know who that was. I never heard of her. She's like uh, bargain basement page. Like. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. I, I yeah. She looked like a, you know like a gothy wrestler. I never heard of her. Like was she in NXT or something like that? She got famous uh, about a year ago for doing that tampon spot. Remember? Oh, that's her. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I like her. I, you know, I like. The second. I don't like the tampon thing. <laughs> yeah, that'll happen. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they seem like that kind of couple. Yeah, he seems like a dick. I uh, hate to break it to you, but he seems like nah. a dick. I don't. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I've never seen him actually in, you know, uh, he, off TV. Yeah, well, he, there's stories about him being an asshole to people. So. Uh, like, uh, yeah, like he just, I don't know. He's a good wrestler. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, he he did real smooth in the ring. You know. Yeah, I don't know much more about him. Uh, Orange Cassidy and Pack. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was a good match. <laughs> Cassidy's awesome, man. I love that guy. I still don't think I've ever heard him talk, though. I really don't think I've ever heard him talk. 
Lance had a he had his uh, Orange Cassidy shirt on. He came over with his Orange Cassidy shirt on. Now which shirt was it? I think it was just him standing there with like that half-assed thumbs up thing he does. Like it's a like photo, something. like a big square photo of him. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good shirt. Yeah. Yeah. Good shirt. So, oh no, we had a good time though. It was you should have came over. Oh, I forgot. I was busy. Anyway. You weren't busy. I was napping. Yeah. Um, elimination Chamber this weekend, Larry. I didn't even know until I got home from work today and I saw that email about buy one, get one shirts on WWE. And I was like, that's not this weekend. And, yeah, it is. I guess the, I guess the big Elimination Chamber match, like, it's weird because they have the women's Raw match, which obviously Shane is going to win because they're so fucking stupid with how they book things. And then uh, the other match is like a, a tag team elimination chamber. Is that it? Yeah. Uh, They're having a gauntlet match right now. I don't know if this determines like who comes out last. Yes. That's what it's for to okay. come out last. But so far heavy machinery's been running the gauntlet. They beat the Usos, <laughs> they beat Miz and Morrison. They're fighting Dolph Ziggler and Bobby Roode and they just lost. I, I like heavy machinery though. That's an old school tag team. I like them. Yeah, I, I like school. them a lot. Yes. And I and I and I love that they put the belts on the street profits finally. So that's good. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's another old school tag team. And I mean, like you have the guys who are better together than you know apart, kind of like you need them both there. Like Dawkins yeah. is like the big strong guy, and then Montez Ford is the quick athletic guy. So they together they work beautifully. You know what I mean? Like that's a good mm-hmm. team. Um. I like Hawkins, or what, is that his name, Angelo Hawkins? Angelo, Angelo Dawkins. Oh, Angelo Dawkins. Yeah, I like that dude. I guess Alexa Bliss was. Uh, she did some little thing for Fox where she. Yeah, I saw that. About, yeah. Yeah, her, the origin of her finisher, the Twisted Bliss, and she said she just had to hit Dawkins with it like thirty times in a row. Like, yeah. And she said, "Oh, Dawkins." Yeah, yeah, poor Dawkins having Alexa Bliss fall on you thirty times. Yeah, oh, he's it's horrible. Oh, that poor guy in a crash <laughs> ring or whatever she called it. So he's just laying there, and she's just—it's just like a pillow fight almost. I don't know. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah well, that's, so that's you know how they guy. say we want the smoke. We want the yeah. smoke. We, I always thought that was like a weed reference, but it, it isn't. Yeah, it just means they want the—they want the fight. They want people to bring the fight to them. You know, we want that yeah. smoke. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, apparently it meant like it originated from like uh, like a gun battle, like a gang fight. You know, the smoke from your gun. Oh, but then yeah, eventually it just turned into like it, eventually it just evolved into like just I I just want to fight. Yeah, you would hear it in MMA sometimes. Uh, oh, see, I never I've never heard anybody say it before. Them guys, and I was like, oh, look at WWE, like they're progressing and you know making some weed references like oh the first weed team but no they're they're not well well matt riddle makes a ton of weed references on an next oh <laughs> yeah i don't like that dude i don't like the barefoot thing i don't like it yeah, he's great though very good i hate the way um, he kicks his shoes off i love that <laughs> i don't like matt riddle at all oh um, but, uh, yeah, so what's the other big thing on Elimination Chamber? What's the big match? Uh, is Goldberg wrestling, or is he? Yeah, he's fighting uh, somebody. Uh, I'll I don't Google think. it up. Sorry. Isn't he just fighting Reigns at WrestleMania? Aren't they just waiting to do it at WrestleMania? 
Oh, maybe. All right, hold on. Let me here. I'll, I'll get the the card going here, so we can see what's what. All right, here we go. Is that a video? No, oh, it's a fucking video. I don't want a video. <laughs> All right, let's go to. We'll just go to Wikipedia. All right, let's see Wait. here. We got Natalia versus Liv Morgan. Oh, that's yeah. that's the gauntlet match for the ladies. We got Braun Strowman versus Shinsuke Cesaro and Sami Zayn for the Intercontinental Belt. Wait, one versus three for the Intercontinental title? Yeah, you didn't see the contract signing last week? Yeah, he's fighting all three of them for the belt. I want Cesaro to win a fucking belt. Let's go. Well, he might have a third of a belt. Get a couple. (laughs) Yeah, like, will they share it? Like, the New Day shares the tag titles? It'll be Freebird and Intercontinental? (laughs) Yeah, I, I, I have a feeling they'll win. That way they can, you know, it'll be fun. You know, I hope so. Them fighting each other. We got the uh, the tag team gauntlet thing. So, uh, well, it, Dolph it, Ziggler. It's clarified. It's clarified. It's elimination chamber, not a gauntlet. So. Oh yeah. Well, no. What I'm saying is the gauntlet match tonight on SmackDown. Uh, Dolph yeah. Ziggler and Bobby Roode won. So, I guess oh, they'll okay. be coming out last out of the elimination chamber. Then. That's their yeah, advantage. You, you I said, you said the women's match with a gauntlet, but you meant elimination chamber and that. Yeah, so I meant just elimination chamber. Clarify yeah. for the readers, the listeners, because yeah. I know they're placing bets on all these matches. Yes, got to make sure what's going on. Uh, we so, got. Uh, who's going to win that tag? It's going to be uh, Miz and Morrison are going to retain, yes. right? I would think. Yeah. Yeah, they'll probably win that. They'll cheat or something. Something will happen. But it'll be it'll be crazy. You know, them, them guys will all be on top of the fucking things, jumping off and shit. Somebody's going to blow out a fucking knee or an elbow, Eddie Guerrero style. Ugh. Um, we got the Street Profits versus Seth Rollins and Murphy for the, you know. Now, here's the thing. Match. Remember they said no more automatic rematches. Street yeah. Profits just beat Why are they getting a rematch? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Like, they should have had them go against Authors of Pain. Like they should have just spun them in there. Yeah, that's true. That's a, yeah, yeah. Are those guys ever going to wrestle, or are they just going to stand there? Yeah, I don't know why they didn't make them the tag champs. Like, why didn't they yeah. win the belts? Um, I guess they just wanted to put a belt on Rollins, but then they took it off him right away. So, like, what the fuck is the matter? Uh, He's the Monday Night Messiah. That that I whole like angle. That I'm a, I'm a, I, like, I don't like that gimmick. I hate it. I like it. I like how he wears the one glove. You know? I like how he has his hair in a bun because when he when he has long hair he looks stupid, but hair up it looks fine. Once again, I I am too critical of men's hair in wrestling. Like I, I focus on hair too much. I'm a guy. I'll be honest, fucking watch. I didn't even notice he he's been wearing it in a bun. I haven't even noticed. It. Yeah, he puts it in a man bun, and I like it. I like it up. When his hair's down, he looks like a fucking scumbag. But he, here's the problem with the again. There's millions of problems with WWE, but one of the big ones. So now we have Seth being the Monday Night Messiah, and, and again, I like the gimmick. I like it him being a heel. He's a natural heel. Let him be a heel. But now you have Becky. You just spent like a year saying, telling everybody how they're a couple. You forced it down everyone's throat that they're a couple, and now it's like they don't even know each other. You know? Yeah. Good. Just, yeah. But, well, I don't. I, what What's she doing? Like, she came out on Raw this week looking like Notorious B.I.G. What's going on there? <laughs> yeah, I guess what they're doing is like a Rocky Three kind of thing where she's uh, enjoying the celebrity, you know, and like being mm. all, I think it's great. And then she's going to lose to Shane and have to build herself back up, which is what they should have done with her and Oscar. 
but and then have her win the belt at WrestleMania. So now you're going to have Becky drop the belt at WrestleMania. That's going to go over well with the crowd, you know? Um, yeah. I don't know. Again, they have a 78-year-old man or whatever booking things, and he's just fucking stupid. So what can you do? Um, but yeah, like got... Shayna literally bit her neck. She gouged up, and she bit into her neck, drew blood from her neck. Yeah, Becky's just playing like a jokester. Like, hey, look at me. Yeah, I'm like just waving to her. Hi, I'm over here. Like... No, she would be up there killing her. Yes. She should just march down to that ring and start fighting her right in the middle of that match. Yeah. Nope. Speaking of the women's division, this Lacey Evans as a face thing does not work either. (laughs) I hear you. She cannot be a good guy. It does not work at all. That again, WWE has a million problems, but one of them is that when heels become popular, they turn them face. You ought to turn them face. No, just let them be good heels. Yeah, that's okay for you know. They became popular as a heel, so you might want to just go ahead and stick yeah. with what works. They don't, do it all the time. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Type of fucking mentality. It's Her Elias. The fans, the fans yeah, will Elias. tell you what they want. Yeah, that's the that's the big thing. The big difference between AEW and WWE is AEW like seems to listen to the fans and gives them what they want, and WWE listens to the fans and then gives them what Vince wants. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It is true. Um, we also got Aleister Black versus AJ Styles in a no disqualification Ooh. match. Well, that'll be good. Yeah, that could be good. Could be good. Mm. I, I'm I'm pretty sick of Aleister Black at this point. <laughs> really? Yeah, because like I don't know. I don't. Still, he's been around like a year or so. I don't know what the fuck's up with this dude. Like, is he a heavyweight? He just wants to fight anybody, but everybody seems like, yeah, I don't know. You're kind of boring to fight. (laughs) And once again, another guy. Terrible hair. (laughs) He has terrible hair. You know what you don't want to do is fight root of all evil Aleister Black on WWE Champions. Holy fuck, will he kick the shit out of you? He is so good on there. Yeah, he is good. I hate him. I don't have him either. <laughs> um, you know what Aleister Black reminds me of? He's like the in-between of Heath Slater and Braun Strowman. Like, if Heath Slater <laughs> was hulking into Braun Strowman, Aleister Black would be like the middle segment of that transformation. I, I, I could understand that. Yeah. yeah I, I could see that. With, with, like, more tattoos and fewer kids. That's the only difference. Yeah, yeah. I got kids. <laughs> I love Heath Slater. I love Heath Slater. Yeah, Heath Slater's great, yeah. <laughs> I like that, dude. Um, We got Andrade, Andrade versus Umberto Calillo for the U.S. title. Because I think we've only seen that 25 times already. So if we Yeah, one I mean, more they time. ran that on Raw, I think, all of December, January, and some <laughs> of February. Uh, Every week I saw that fucking match. And here's the other thing I didn't get is like they kept building up this Umberto Carrillo Angel Garza. Is it Angel yeah. Garza? Okay, so yep. like they're cousins and he turned on them. And then they fought on Raw on Monday. You couldn't wait six days and just have that be like there's a good grudge match. You build it up for three weeks. They haven't fought yet. Let's save it for the pay per view six days from now. Nah, nah, we'll put it on Raw. Like, all right. Why don't you, uh, why don't you make the, the pay-per-view a triple threat and you put Garza in there? So then you got all these dynamics going on of, uh, you know. Well, he's going to go at some point. But is like, or, like Garza and Andrade going to work as a team? Or is Andrade going to be jealous of Garza because Elena's was him now too? Or, you know, you got a lot of stuff you could do there. 
But yeah. Uh, and the last match listed is Daniel Bryan versus Drew Gulak. Oh, nice. I love that. They look, That'll be one of the greatest wrestling matches you'll ever see, Drew Gulak, Daniel Bryan. They look like Drew Gulak looks like Daniel Bryan at this point, because I saw them both on <laughs> SmackDown tonight talking to each other, and I'm like, yeah, they're like brothers, I guess. They look like, the even same. though I haven't been watching SmackDown... I guess the gimmick is that he's been Gulak's been saying he's been spotting holes in Daniel Bryan's wrestling game, and he's, he's yeah. been teaching other. Sport. So that's a good gimmick. I like that they're using Gulak though. He's very good, very good. Got a Gulak. Yeah. And uh, I, like I guess he's also buddy. Him and, him and Oscar are also buddies. They used to train together, I guess, back in the day, at least once or twice. Oh, yeah. So. Oh, yeah. Huh. So. But that's all I, I see Gulak. as far as matches. I got to tell you, that's that's a pretty underwhelming card. I don't know. It's only seven matches though, which is nice. It's not eleven. Those Dude, elimination chambers take some while though. They, 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 they WrestleMania take a while. is going to have like thirty matches. Oh, I know. Ridiculous. I got to take Wednesday off. I think just to recover because <laughs> you know, fucking Undertaker. <laughs> that that's that's Monday right there. Just walking to the ring and shit. I'm sure he's going to fight. Who's he fighting? I think AJ. They're supposed to. He's supposed to fight AJ. Oh yeah. Who cares? <laughs> Fucking Undertaker. He's so stupid. Why was anyone going to care about the Fiend and Cena? Now that we just saw Fiend lose to fifty-five-year-old Goldberg. Like, who cares? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Who cares? Like, it, like if Fiend did not lose to Goldberg, then that's a huge match. Cena versus Fiend. That's an enormous match. But now, who cares? But, like, here's another thing that I thought was stupid last week. So, like, the big, oh, here comes John Cena. We're bringing him back. Then he comes out, and he's like, hey, listen, guys, I think I'm done. And then he leaves, (laughs) and then Bray Wyatt comes out and points at WrestleMania, and he's like, all right, I guess I'm back in again. Yes, he didn't watch any of Why, because somebody pointed at his sign, now all of a sudden you're back in? Every time I look at Cena, I just keep, I can't help but notice how big his ears are getting. It seems like his ears are growing. Yeah. Maybe, he's, maybe, maybe he's lifting weights with his ears. <laughs> I don't know. His ears look enormous <laughs> every time I see him, though. I don't know. Earroids. <laughs> so, um, all right. Well, I'll tune I in for Brian. I can't believe Jank and, and Tuffy didn't show up. I know. Usually they're fired. They're fired. we gotta get, yeah, they're we got to get in. Uh, I guess Street Dreamer, now's your chance, buddy. Hope you're warming up in the bullpen. Now you're you're up. Yeah, Street Dreamer. I know he's listening because he said uh, Joey Pants was a nice guy in La Bamba. <laughs> oh, okay. I didn't know. I yeah. never saw La Bamba. Yeah. I saw La Bamba, but it's been a lot. It's been a long time. All right. I hear oh, Luke so Diamond still ain't the best person. <laughs> he was on an episode of Psych, but not Cheers. Mm. Ah, yeah. oh, no Cheers. You ever see Young Guns? Uh, no, I have not. Yeah. That movie's terrible. Emilio Estevez mm-hmm. and Lou Diamond Phillips. <laughs> and. <laughs> Pretty much all right. you need to know about that. Yeah, yeah I mean, that's what I'm well, saying. You, you want to talk some. Oh, yeah. You want to talk coronavirus? Yeah. All right, you want me to hit the music? It'll eat 56 seconds up. Yes. Just 
You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! I don't want you to protest. I don't want you to ride. I don't want you to write to your congressman because I wouldn't know what to tell you to write. I don't know what to do about the depression and the inflation and the Russians and the crying in the streets. All I know is that first, you've got to get mad. You've got to say, I'm a human being. God damn it. My life has value. I want all of you to get up out of your chairs. I want you to get up right now and go to the window, open it, and stick your head out and yell, I'm as bad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore! Yeah, our uh, buddy Lance, he uh, sent me a note this week asking about the coronavirus. So I'm like, all right, well, I'll, uh, I'll talk about it on the show. Because he asked why I don't tweet anymore from an obedient worker. I'm just very busy, you know? I'm just very busy. No, you are not. So, I said... Well, maybe we'll talk about it on the show. So here you go, the coronavirus. A couple things to talk about here. Um, I guess there's a few theories going around. And uh, one of them they always like to point to uh, Bill Gates. Cause that guy's shady as fuck. And uh, he's always Bill involved. Bill Gates in, uh, is shady? Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, he's very I shady. thought he was like a philanthropist and all that jazz. Yeah, yeah all right. But uh, I don't. I'm just. I don't know. I don't know anything. About, I, I. I didn't know he was shady. How's he shady? Like I know he uh, stole. I know he stole office from Apple. And he's not just some guy either. Like he's connected to a very rich family. Like it's not like he's just some guy who came out of nowhere. He's, you know. Oh, I see. Uh-huh. But he's. But anyway, but look into what he does. Express. He, he, uh, not the. Well, he was on Epstein, right? I think he went to the island once, right? I don't know. But, Probably um, he's. He's got that face. <laughs> Everyone did. But he, he, he talks a lot about uh, vaccines and population control and stuff like that. So uh, back in October, they had something called Event 201, and it was run with John Hopkins Medical Center for Human Safety, and Bill Gates was there, and they, and they ran a computer simulation of a uh, – see, he, the first thing you need to know about the uh, coronavirus – is it's not a new thing. The coronavirus has been around for a very long time. This is a new strain of it, <clears throat> but the basic coronavirus has been known for a long time. So in this event, 201, uh, they ran a computer simulation of what could happen if a lethal coronavirus goes out in the world. And their simulation said that 65 million people could die. Now, the key thing to keep in mind, they weren't based that simulation on this coronavirus. It was just a general coronavirus that had different parameters and factors than the current strain. But it still seems awful coincidental that they ran this, you know, test three months before the actual coronavirus happened. So that right away people start thinking, oh, well, that's weird. That yeah, it that. sounds like 9-11. They were just happy to be running <laughs> exercises over the city the same day. And he uh, – also, his com- he's involved with various companies that make vaccines, and there's talk that they have a patent on some of the vaccines, but that patent is connected to a different strain of uh, coronavirus, so it's not this coronavirus. But still, he is involved in making vaccines. So right away, you're thinking, well, <clears throat> is this some sort of a cash thing? You know, they come up with a disease, and then they come up with a cure. So I don't know. Just keep an eye on that. If the first vaccine comes out from Bill Gates, then all right, well, well I don't know. we'll see. But the other thing is, is this a natural virus that just emerged, or was it man-made? Because, now again, I'm not a biologist, I don't know, but <laughs> there are a lot of people out there talking that it, when they look at the virus, it seems that it has been uh, 
cut or spliced or inserted with aspects of HIV and SARS. Oh. So it's not Yeah. So that's that's good. Yeah. And it's it's like a normal coronavirus with HIV and SARS. So oh, okay. many, many, many people think it was a manipulated virus. It wasn't just a natural thing. And I would tend to agree that it doesn't seem like it's a natural occurrence that someone made this in a lab and then it got out. So how could it get out? An accident? Um, was it delivered? Who shot? Well, one possible way it could have gotten out, and you'll see people uh, on talking about this online a lot, but uh, there's a Canadian National Microbiology Laboratory in Winnipeg, and it is a level four um, biosafety lab. There are only 53 biosafety lab level fours in the world. One is up in there in Winnipeg, and one of them just happens to be in Wuhan, China, right at oh. the epicenter of this uh, this problem here with the outbreak of the coronavirus. So at this Canadian lab in Winnipeg, back in, I think, June of last year, they uh, <clears throat> took away the security clearances for a doctor. I'm not going to – I'm going to butcher her name, but Dr. Zhang Gao Kui, I think. Oh, Kui. Yes. Yeah. She's very good. Um, first name X-I-A-N-G-G-U-O, last name Q-I-U, Zhang Gao Kui. I don't know. But her and her husband are uh, – uh, uh, viral virologists. Is that how you would say it? Virologists. They <laughs> sure. viruses, and they actually played a prominent role in coming up with the Ebola vaccine. Uh, I think it was called the MAP vaccine or something. So she's working at this lab in Winnipeg, and she would be taking trips back to China several times a year. And in the calendar year seventeen eighteen, she took five trips to that Wuhan lab. And she works in that Wuhan lab when she's back there in China. And But last year, they stripped her security clearances, her husband's security clearances, and some of their students who worked with them. They took all their security clearances away, and they kicked them out of the lab. They escorted them uh, with police out of the lab. And people were like, well, what's going on? Well, what's happening? Well, apparently, they were sending back uh, samples of viruses and other pathogens to China from Canada. And they caught a shipment that they had sent with Ebola and another virus called Henipa, Henipa virus. So right away, people are like, well, what's going on? Are these like Chinese spies sending stuff back to China? What the fuck's happening? Did they send back a coronavirus sample as well? And is that how China got the coronavirus over there? And then because uh, they were studying the coronavirus in this Winnipeg lab. And is that how it got to China? And there was a leak somehow. And that's how this all started. But this Winnipeg lab came out and said, no, 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 they had, this has nothing to do with that. This has nothing to do with it, nothing to see here. Please go away. And they just won't talk about it. And they're like, well, why did you take away the security clinch? They're like, oh, that's another matter. It's, yeah, we can't talk about it for their, uh, their privacy. And I, I was trying to find where this lady is now, and there's no news reports of where she is or what's going on. So did she have something to do with it ending up in China? I don't know. But people say it's been debunked and everything. It really hasn't been debunked. Just the, the lab came out and said there's no connection. But what else are they going to say? Yeah, we had a Chinese spy steal the stuff. Yep. <laughs> They're not going to say that. So I would like to see some proof, you know, <laughs> or at least tell us why they took away your security clearances or, you know, why she was arrested, taken off by uh, police. And this started – there's also a big ongoing thing between Canada and China now between, like, these 
different researchers because then I think China cracked down on some Canadian researchers in China. So I think this might be a bigger thing going on between these two countries, but it's just another story to keep an eye on uh, Dr. Zhang Gao Qi and whatever. So uh, also it seems like this disease, there's a couple different reports on this that I, I guess uh, the coronavirus attacks what's known as ACE2 receptors in the lungs. And apparently Asian men particularly have more ACE2 receptors in their lungs. So that could be why more Asians are being susceptible to this disease. But then some people say, well, no, that's not necessarily true. It depends on what research you look at, but could be another sign that maybe this was engineered. Um, so what would possibly be the motive for this? Uh, now it could have just leaked accidentally, you know, cause people make mistakes all the time. And the fact that they could just send Ebola through the mail is kind of concerning, I think. Yeah. You know, so who knows, maybe it just leaked on its own, but if it was intentional, if they weaponized it as a, why would they weaponize it? And I'm saying they, I'm saying China here, or you could look at it the other say it's the globalist, the big time, you know, world, the, the bankers and the elitists, maybe they leaked it. I don't know. So what would possibly be one of the reasons why, of course, you always get the, uh, the talks of forced vaccinations, martial law, they could crack down on, you know, your legal rights and your freedoms. Uh, the also, the other big thing to keep in mind is they, they want to go to a cashless society at some point. And if there is a, uh, a disease like this out there or a virus out there like this, that's another reason to try to go cashless. Cause you know, fewer germs on paper money and coins if everything's cashless. But why would China release it or deliberately release it? Two possible things. One, they had all this protest in Hong Kong. So this is a way to get the people off the streets. And <laughs> no one's going to want to be protesting when there's a disease going around. But the big one uh, is that China, Larry, they're suffering from what is known as the 421 problem in China. And this dates back to the uh, their single child policy they started in 1980. So because they did that to try and curb the population growth. And while it did that, it created what is known as the 421 problem, which means that one child could now be responsible for taking care of two aging parents plus two aging grandparents even. And that will cripple uh, China economically because it's just too much of a burden because their population is going to be really old. So how do you get yeah. rid of the, the really old population? Well, hmm. you leak out the coronavirus, which is only affecting people 55 and older, it seems, at least fatally. That seems to be the majority of people dying from it or older or already in poor health. So this could be a way to weed out the, uh, you know, people who aren't productive for society anymore. This gets rid of them. Yeah. Well, is it possible another theory could be that maybe that Shingho Kui, uh, maybe they were close to developing some sort of vaccine that would cure like a, a strain of flu or virus that isn't, you know, known to man yet, and therefore unleash it on the public, and then, hey, we got the vaccine, money, money, money. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yep, that's a possibility, yeah, you never know, you never know. Yeah. But uh, like, like China is uh, kind of infamous for stealing intellectual property rights and stuff. And so I'm guessing with, when they're sending these pathogens back, like that's the end game. Eventually they're sending back that stuff so that China can develop vaccines on their own and profit from them, you know. Um, but, yeah, so who knows? But, uh, but if you ask me, is coronavirus a natural occurring thing or what I think it was deliberate 
it was made in a lab. And whether it got released deliberately as a bioweapon or if it just leaked on its own, I don't know. But I definitely don't think this is just a natural thing. I, I think, you know, something happened. But who knows? Who knows? There you go, coronavirus. Wash your hands, nice. Larry. Wash your hands. Yeah. Oh, yeah, at work they put all these signs up. I guess, like, uh, I think it was released from, like, the World Health Organization because that's their logo, little logo on the bottom and shit. But it's just, like, it's like a six-panel fucking instruction sheet on how to wash your hands. And I was like, really? Do you need directions on that? Like, I definitely don't need six steps on washing my hands. Like, Wait, I don't know. so do I put the soap on before or after the water? I'm yeah, like, yeah, I see. I keep turning the tap off with the paper towel first, and then, I don't know, nothing's. And then I put the soap on, and it's all fucked up. But now uh, I got but the directions. Couple, I can figure it yeah, out. Yeah, so I can understand how to wash my hands now. Thank you. Yeah, um, a, a couple things about the uh, – I was saying how some people think it was spliced with HIV and SARS. Well, in several areas of the world, uh, they've had success with treating it with HIV drugs. Wow. So they, and also another treatment that's been shown to work is high doses of vitamin C. Oh, is that why you're taking vitamin C? I load up on vitamin C all the time, but yeah, load up. What on about it. what about Nyquil? That's usually my uh, no. But the the one thing they said to avoid was apple, orange, pineapple juice. Ah, I'm fucked. I've been drinking it the last few days. <laughs> it feeds Damn. the coronavirus. Damn so it. you're fucked. What about grape juice? Just grape. But uh, speaking of washing your hands, I did see another headline recently that the, they tested the touch screens at McDonald's. I guess the order screens oh. or something. Yeah. And they said every screen they tested had fecal matter on it. Ah! <laughs> no. I've never... I haven't been inside of me. I couldn't tell you the last time I was inside of McDonald's. So I remember I, I was in t- like a Wendy's like four years ago, I got what? a big potato. Oh. <laughs> Gina, Gina from elsewhere and I went to a Wendy's, and uh, I got some baked potatoes. But we went into order, and I was shocked. And, and again, this was four or five years ago, and I was shocked at the, uh, like, it was all computerized and everything. Like, what the fuck? This is a Wendy's? And it was like a deliver, like a assembly line kind of a situation where you put your order, and then you walk down, and boom, it was, they were cooking it. And it was strange. Oh. Yeah. I haven't been in a Wendy's in about 20 years, I bet. Yeah, I, who knows? I mean, I've eaten Wendy's about 7,000 times in the last 20 years, but I've never gone in. It, again, the only place I go is the grocery store. And uh, there's been a development at the grocery store, Larry. Now they have a new uh, checkout thing at the the front of the like the edge, the, the out, the registers. You know, you got the self-checkout registers, which I always go to because I don't want to <laughs> talk to anybody. I go to the self-checkout. But now they have another little thing, like a little kiosk at the front, where you can, uh, when you're shopping, you can scan your items with the Giant Eagle app on your phone as you put them in your cart. And then you go up to this little kiosk, and you just scan your phone, and it just pays and everything, and then you just go out. You're done. Well, how do they know people are scanning everything they're putting in their buggy? (laughs) I have no idea. (laughs) But... It's apparently what it is. So, yeah. You know what Walmart does? Because that's where we grocery shop normally. Because it's it's literally ninety seconds up the street. It's like after you go through the checkout, okay. 
So you know, you know the person that like greets you at the door when you come in, like hi, yeah. like all right, yeah, whatever. So like they when you leave seat. now, they check you out again. Like they don't, you don't trust me. I only walked eleven feet. What do you think I stole in eleven feet? Well, they, I guess uh, they check because I remember when I would go with my dad to Sam's Club back in the day. You know, you buy all the bulk stuff and whatever, and you're wheeling yeah. out. They would always check. Seat. There'd be a guy there that, and he'd look at their seat, look at your buggy, and then I check it off. And go, You're good. <clears throat> but that's different, though, because nothing's bagged there. You know, they just put everything back in the buggy at, at Sam's Club, oh, okay. and you can self check out there too. But what yeah. I'm saying is, like, I don't self check out at Walmart. I, you know, you're fucking there. You're gonna fucking ring my shit up because I don't want to <laughs> fucking look up the fucking code for Fuji apples and shit. That's your job. So that's what I'm saying. Like. She just checked me out. You just saw me in her line. Why do you have to scan my – you don't trust that I paid for this Mountain Dew? I guess not. Yeah, yeah it's ridiculous. It seems like there would be – is there like a line too? Like do you have to uh, Sometimes. I mean, I mean it depends because for me, like if we, if I'm not at the grocery store by – if it's 9 a.m. and we haven't gone yet, I'm I'm not going at that point. Like I'm t- I, cause I always say that to Nick. Like, if she sleeps in on Saturdays, I'm always like, you know, you're on your own now for grocery shopping because <laughs> there's no way I'm going to Walmart at noon on a Saturday. You're insane. Oh, fuck. I won't do it because yeah. it, it's just better for everybody. It's better for me. It's better for them. <laughs> it's just better for everybody that I'm not in the middle of fucking Hickville and stupid. Yeah, I, I, I hate, hate it. I hate Walmart. Very much. Yes. Yeah. I don't hate Walmart. I just hate I hate, it. I hate the clientele of Walmart. <laughs> like at five in the morning when I go up there and I I'm the only person in the store except for the employees and I can just grab what I need and I'm out the door in like eight minutes. I love it. <laughs> like I can get um, frosted flakes and headphones all at the same time. I need socks, I need fucking bacon, boom, I'm out the door. <laughs> Hey, another development at the grocery store last week, Larry. Uh, Girl Scout cookie season. Uh, oh. Yep. Well, you don't eat Girl Scout cookies. Yeah, I, I love buying them, though, every year. I buy them, and uh, well, I'll give them to my mom. You know, she'll eat them, or I'll give them away. I always like Thin to buy mint. Girl Scout cookies. Well, here's the thing. I got my mom the s'mores this time. Oh. Like, Did she I, like I think them? they came out last yeah, because I got them for last year, and she liked them. So uh, did you ever have the s'mores? No, I don't think I've tried s'mores. I'm not a huge s'mores fan. But all uh, all cookies are 5 bucks a box. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that ain't bad, though. They used to be like 3 bucks. Another five. Yeah, and they used to get like at least 20% more in there than you do now. They they got a couple new flavors, because I asked the lady, uh, do you got any new ones? And uh, one of them, they had lemon up. you a girl. Well, her mom, you know. Oh, the mom was there. All right. They got lemon what? Lemon ups. Uh, that sounds good. I don't even know what it is, but I like lemon cookies for sure. Yeah, because they have lemon ups and they also have lemonades. So they're, they're really banking on lemons. See, I don't know. The, I, I'm bad with the names, but they used to have one that was like, it was like a vanilla cookie with, it was kind of like an Oreo. But it, the cookie part was vanilla, and then the icing was lemon. Or maybe the cookie was lemon, too. I don't know. But they were good. 
And then that, they had this other lemon cookie that was like a little small, like almost like a little round disc type thing with like powdered sugar on it, and it was kind of hmm. crispy and crunchy. I, I don't, I don't know what, I don't know what they were called. Neither of those both... are what these are. Um, lemonade. Well, lemonades kind of look like an Oreo. Um, they're lemon icing topped shortbread cookies. Wow. And then le- like an open lemon face ups, cookie. I guess. Um, yeah, I, they, I, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Lemon ups, and then there's uh, lemon ups look exactly the same though. I don't know like what's the difference. Oh, maybe one's uh, wheat free, gluten free, taste free. <laughs> well, they do have gluten free cookies. Um, <clears throat> did you did you buy one? No, because they're not vegan. Oh, they probably have sugar. Yeah, they yeah they probably have yeah, sugars. Eggs and shit. Yeah. yeah, they still got the Samoans. Which is the coconut mm. and chocolate and caramel, you know. Uh, they got the thin mints, peanut butter patties, also known as the tagalongs. Yeah. Uh, the dosy doughs are the peanut butter sandwich cookie. Those are the best. That's my favorite. Huh. No, I like the dosy doughs the best. They got something called a thanks a lot. It looks like a chocolate iced shortbread cookie. Uh, I, I, I never like had that. Like just chocolate one. on one side of them. Uh, then you got the shortbread trefoils, which I don't know what the fuck is. Are they like uh, are they like a square, a diamond looking thing, cookie? They're kind of like the Girl Scout logo. They're, they're yeah. Like the Girl are they are they square like little squares? They're squarish, but they're round. Like the sides are rounded and. I think yeah. I've it's had like those. A, they're, it's like they're, a cross you know. between. It's like, it's like a cross between a diamond and a square and a circle. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I, I'm pretty sure I've had those. That's like your grandmother would like that cookie, but you know it's not for anybody under seventy. Now here we got the caramel chocolate chip. That seems like a crowd pleaser. Caramel chocolate no, I don't, chip. I don't think I've ever had those either. What are oh, they called? A good co- the caramel chocolate chip. That's it. Oh, they don't have a little cutesy That's... name. Nope. Uh, right. Then the to- the toffee tastics. They are gluten free. Because she said, "Oh, toffee <clears throat> Look at that! Just a cookie with toffee in it. Then you got the Girl Scout s'mores, and it, they have two types of s'mores. One is the shortbread cookies with like the marshmallow and chocolate inside, and then there's one with like a cookie with marshmallow, and then it's covered in chocolate. Oh, huh. there you go. There's your Girl Scout cookie update. Yeah. You remember pinwheels? Did you ever eat those as a kid? I think Keebler made them. And they were kind of like, uh, they looked like a French donut. Like they had that swirly shape. And they were just like a, they were uh, like just a marshmallow fluff on top of like a chocolate cookie. Like oh. with a chocolate coating on the outside. They I'm them looking pinwheels. at them right now. Like I had no idea what you were talking about until I saw them. But yep, I remember those. Yeah. yeah. I used to eat the shit out of those. I'll never big fan of the marshmallow though, too much. I hear you. I, I'm definitely not huge marshmallows now, like real marshmallow, like uh, you know Lucky Charms. That's a that's a whole different marshmallow. <laughs> those are cool. <laughs> Me and those marshmallows, very cool. Regular marshmallows, you know, I can take them <laughs> and leave them. Yeah. So there you go. Girl Scout cookies. Um, will you be purchasing cookies, Larry? Uh. I, I doubt it. You used to buy like a hundred dollars worth of peanuts and shit, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, Lance Lance was selling them for somebody, you know, his 
woman's kids or whatever. I don't I don't know the dynamic. But anyways, he was selling <laughs> them on her behalf, and I'm like, all right, so yeah, I'll, I'll buy some. I, I I like nuts anyways. Yeah. Same with the cookies. We used to buy like, oh, give me two of this, two of that, one of these. I used to buy like eight or nine boxes of them. But I'm just like, I gotta, I'm fat, man. I gotta slow the fuck down. <laughs> I do. Gotta slow the fuck down. I do. You're, you're like that cat on uh, Beverly Hills Bunts. Yeah, I need, slow. I need my fucking head shut in the drawer. Well, Larry, is there anything else to discuss, or are we done here? <clears throat> I got nothing, man. Yeah, I got nothing. Uh, I think we're we're gonna get Leahy soon. I talked to him last night, so we're gonna do a playoff preview whenever we get close to that. I think the Penn still yeah, have like seventeen of, games or so. So there's a lot of puck news. Uh, Mika Zibanejad scored five goals last night, Larry. I saw uh, that. I, I bought a Zibanejad jersey. <laughs> Who's he play for? <laughs> the Rangers. Oh, see, I would I would I would have said the Sharks. I don't know why. Well, he, he started out in Ottawa, and he was traded for Derek Brassard. Ooh. Uh, a couple of years ago, yeah. Has Derek Brassard ever scored five goals? In a I don't know if in a, in a season, yeah, I don't know. I think he's actually having a decent season this year. He's with the Islanders now. Oh. I think he's actually doing okay with them, but. Uh... Kessel just fell off a cliff, Larry. And if you remember, at the beginning of the season, I told you now is the right time to get rid of Kessel because his game's not going to age well. And that if he's going to Phoenix, it's basically him retiring because he's just going to be gambling all the time and shit you know, in Vegas. Yeah. And uh, and I think we had a bet over under Phil Kessel points at 65, and I took the under, and he's going to be well under. Well, really? So he's only like 30 points or something. Wow. But is Phoenix terrible, though? Uh, they were actually really good, and then uh, they traded for Taylor Hall, and mm-hmm. they just tanked since then. They've been god-awful. But yeah. they, like at one point, like not that long ago, they were at the top of the Pacific Division, and now I don't think they're in the playoff spot. So, so is Kessel yeah. like a fourth-line guy there? I, I don't think. I think he's getting minutes, just not putting up any points. Yikes. Um, yeah. Well, what are you going to do? Um, He'll still be a legend here forever. Oh yeah, yeah. He walks forever here as a champion. Yeah, like he can't do at this point. Like unless he comes and shoots Mario Lemieux in the face at that, (laughs) there's nothing he could really do at this point to tarnish his legacy here. Nah, he's he's a golden god here in Pittsburgh. Don't worry about it. Yep. Uh, What else? Uh, Flea market fantasy. Uh, The new uh, episodes got all star comp. So Wait, All Star what? All Star Comics sixty nine. Oh, okay. Right. Oh, I thought you guys did that yeah, one. Uh, Didn't we talk about this last week? I mentioned it last week that we recorded it, and it came out on Tuesday. And now All next right. Tuesday, Champions uh, issue sixteen, and then again we we had these two recorded early. So then next week, I think we'll be recording one, hopefully with Miles Watson, because uh, Mike L. picked a Doctor Who comic. What the fuck is he? Doctor Who. Who who made that? Is that Marvel or DC or independent? It's uh, Marvel UK. Like uh, a UK brand. They they did this. But Mike L., I don't know what what the hell he's doing. 
Well, he's a little like talk, he's a little more geeky culture than you are. I can tell you right now. I have not read the issue yet. It's only like a story, I guess, like eleven pages or something. But I'm guaranteeing you, no one gets punched, and I don't like it. <laughs> is that is that a prerequisite? Yes. If I'm reading a comic book, <laughs> someone must get punched. Huh. Yeah. All right. What episode are you guys on? Like 30? We're close, yeah. I think, again, we record them ahead of time, and I lose track. I, I think we're 28, something like that. Uh, all right. We're getting close. That's pretty good. It's pretty getting good. close. Larry's eventual debut on Flea Market Fantasy. Can't wait. Yeah. Me too. Now, what about now your buddy Jank? He's not even here this week, yep. which seems like a slap in the face for you and your show podcast. It seems like you know he's not. Well, we're not doing our show right now, <laughs> but it seems like you know you guys aren't that tight. If he doesn't, if he just bails, doesn't even show up, you know. Well, he's not a he's not required to be here like <laughs> you and I are. I he's mean, contractually he, he go... obligated. To... I'm sure he's seeing some terrible movie right now for the fourth time. Well, I wanted Jenk to be here because I wanted to hear about that comp convention, the EC3C or G3 or whatever the fuck that was last week. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He told me uh, uh, the under one on the Funkos. I think he only got like four. Oh, only four. Four or five, something like that. He said it wasn't like there wasn't the Funko explosion that he had hoped for. <laughs> Did he get any uh, good Funkos? Yeah, he told me. Uh, here, let me. I'll just pull it up real quick. I know he got Jack Torrance from The Shining. Oh, all right. Uh, which you know that, that's a solid one. Do you have that uh, one? Uh yeah, I have that and the the variant of that one. Because <laughs> there's a variant of like um, He's like It's the same figure but he's blue Because they you know it's you know <laughs> When he frozen. freezes at the end Yeah uh, okay. so it's like it's like the the blue one uh, Let's see what else He got Here we go Huh The dramatic pause yeah, I can't find it now. Feeling suspense. Yeah. Hey, uh, uh oh, okay. He off. got uh he got Alex from a Clockwork Orange. That's a good one. Alex the Large. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. He got a Predator figure and he got John McClane from Die Hard. Uh, that's something. Yes. So I have I I don't have a John McClane, but I have the other three. You have a Predator? I have a Predator, yeah. Why? Because Predators, I love that movie. But here, you know, <laughs> once again, I went too hard when I was in it. I just did. Because nowadays, they're like, there's even like, figures, like I don't buy them at all anymore. Like, you know, when I was on WWE earlier, they had like, oh, hey, they got Braun Strowman. They got, you know, they got uh, Mean Gene Okerlund. And I was like, oh, yeah, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> mean Gene would be good. Yeah. yeah, they got, but they got Mean Gene. Oh. Yesterday on uh, on Kana Chan TV, Oscar's little YouTube channel, she went to Barnes and Noble and she was looking for manga Akira, a Japanese comic book Akira. Uh, they didn't have it, but when she was there, they had a big Funko display. 
Ooh. So she's looking at the Funkas, and she's like, oh, do they have Asuka, Asuka, Asuka? And she just kept looking around, Asuka, no Oscars. Oh, uh, well, they sold out. They sold out. Yeah. And that's what she said. She goes, it must be popular. They don't have any. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So there you go. No Oscars. I bought I don't even know where there's a – yeah, you probably did. I don't even know where there's a Barnes & Noble. Uh, Greensburg, there's one right out here. Yeah, well, that's far from me. Yeah. It's one in Monroeville. Yeah, that's far. <laughs> I got to get on a turnpike and shit. That's, that's far. Yeah. That's far. All right, Larry. Um, yeah. Oh, uh, other thing uh, this weekend, UFC, big UFC event, Israel Adesanya versus Yoel Romero, and Zhang Wei Li versus Joanna Yanjacek. Is Zhang Wei Li that the one with the vaccine, the virus? <laughs> no, 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 no. It's a different lady. But she's right. the first Chinese uh, UFC champion. One oh, she's Chinese. got coronavirus. She's she's really good. So uh, I don't know. It's Is gonna be a good high? fight. Uh, she's a good looking lady. Yeah. Let's, uh... Spell it. Z H A N G is her first name, and then uh, Y E the. W-A-E-I-L-I, I think. Yeah, all right. Let's see. She's very strong, Larry. Very muscular. Mm, that's what I like. She's 150 uh, pounds of destruction, Shang Wei Li. Oh. She'd beat the hell out of you. Oh, she'd beat the hell out of me, but, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> Shang Wei Li. Um, She's handsome. Israel Adesanya and Yuel Romero. That's going to be a hell of a fight. Who are you picking? I don't even know what the fuck you just said there. Who? <laughs> Is it Rally Rosero and who's the other one? Israel Adesanya and Yuel Romero. I, 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 I still, I'm not getting any of it. It's all pops and buzzes. <laughs> but when you when you mispronounced his name, you, you said something that almost uh, sounded like Rosario Dawson. And that reminded me, Larry, she has a show called Briar Patch. On yeah, USA I see Network. the commercials for it, yeah, when I'm watching Raw. Have you ever watched it, though? No. Because I love Rosario Dawson. I know, but I don't love USA. I'm afraid it's going to be too, <laughs> like, like you know, I, I like a little more fucking grit to my shows. I, I want to see some fucking ass. I want to I hear people <laughs> say cunt. But I don't want to. But it is like a murder mystery, I guess. She, or her sister disappears, or there's a mystery, so... Uh, maybe I'll yeah. give that a whirl next week. And I'll it seems to have, like, a quirkiness to it. Like yeah, It doesn't seem straight drama. There, it seems to have, like, an element of, not psych, but there's, like, a quirkiness to it. It's not, like, it's not, it doesn't seem super, super serious. Almost almost uh, too quirky for its own good, because that's the sense I get from the commercials, and that's why I haven't watched it yet, because I'm like, oh, maybe this is a little too quirky, a little too clever. Yeah. But, yep. um but I'll look at Rosario Dawson for a while, so maybe I'll I'll do that. And uh, she came Kobe, out the, a couple of weeks ago. Came out. Mm-hmm. So she's she likes the ladies. Is that what you're saying? Yup. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. I'm saying. <laughs> and uh, Kobe Smolders was on a show called Stumptown. Did you ever hear this? Yeah. I never heard of Stumptown. No. I guess it was on ABC, where it basically looks like. Jessica Jones on ABC, like the oh, same God, kind of thing. No. <laughs> so, but uh, like she's a free, she's 
she's like a female private eye and stuff, uh, but it gets good reviews. So maybe I'll check out Stumptown too. Oh, how good is that going to be on ABC? <laughs> Come on, ABC. That's owned by Disney. There's nothing risque going on in that show. Well, what else to watch, Larry? We need something else to watch. I don't know. Yeah, I hear you. What about Kirby Enthusiasm? Street Dreamer wants you to watch it. Yeah. Well, I'd have to, like, pay money to watch it because I don't have HBO. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I think we're getting ready to cancel all those channels because I don't watch any of that shit, so... Huh. I better watch McMillions then. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I want to mm. see that. Hmm. I don't know. All right. Are we done? Yeah, we're done. All right. So thanks to Jank and thanks to Tuffy <laughs> showing up tonight and helping out. Uh, one nine books dot com. Yep. Go there and get Lots books. books. Buy buy all the books. And uh, I bought a book yesterday. What? How did you yeah. not talk about that in the first hour and a half of the show? You bought a book. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I, I ordered a book. I don't have it yet. It, it, it was a pre-order. You, so. What is it? Uh, you know that podcast I like, Last Podcast on the Left? Well, they got Last Book on the Left now, and it's just all about serial killers <laughs> and that kind of shit. Hey, where are we going to do LCS Book Club? Wasn't that the other? Weren't we going to read, like, War and Peace? That? I mean, I, I think you said that. Why don't we do the LCS book club? I don't want to read War and Peace. All right. What about another book? Can you think of another uh, book? Yeah, I'll read? try. Like, I'll read something classic that I've, like, yeah. I've never read, like, Catcher in the Rye. I've never read The oh, Kill a Mockingbird. I've read it. I've never read, I've read it. The, the Turn of the Screw or whatever, Taming of read the Screw. I've never read, read any of those. Nothing. Yeah, I think that was the problem we were having, like a, yeah. a, something neither one of us has read. And War and Peace, I've never read. So yeah, I know, but it's like nine thousand pages. I can't jump into that. <laughs> hey, I, was I was struggling. I was struggling with Harry Cheers. Potter. There's a famous episode of Cheers where uh, Sam tries to read War and Peace to to uh, you know uh, impress Diane, and he and he reads it because Cliff suggests it, but then he finds out there's a movie and he gets very upset. He's like, I could have just watched the movie, you know that kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. So. I don't even know what that movie's about. I'm guessing war, and then yeah, the peace. And then yeah. there's some war, then there's some peace. Yeah. I'll never be able to follow that dude. There's no way. Okay. <laughs> right. It's not that I can't comprehend. It's just I zone out. <laughs> I'll just realize I mean, like just I'm on frank. page eleven, and I'm like, I don't even know what happened. I I don't know how I got to page eleven, and I don't remember reading any of it. You just zone out. You could just read Frankenstein because I mean I've oh, read it many times, but you still you own it at least, so we could just read that and I could guide uh, you through the Frankenstein. So boring. <laughs> what, what if so we get boring. like uh, like the biography of like David Lee Roth or something? You can read that. Oh. <laughs> yeah. You think it's called Yankee Rose? <laughs> <clears throat> That'll be the LCS book club, like that kind of book. Yes, know. the dirt. We could read the dirt. I don't know what that is. I also is. don't want to pay for anything. Like I'm sure you yeah. can read. Like I'm sure, Catcher in the Rye is free somewhere. I'll, I'll be honest. 
uh, I have I read Catch in the Rye like you know twenty five years ago. So I'm like, I I wasn't all that impressed. Um, hmm. I, what I about think, uh, uh, Nine Stories would be the better Salinger. It's a collection of short stories. You can read that. Ooh, read that. But there's nine of them though. Yeah. <laughs> Is there one called One Story and it's just like maybe two pages? Nope. Oof. I don't know. We'll think of something. I'm going to let you make the call. Here's here's the criteria, though. It can't be more than 300 pages. Wow. It's that's got it's, it's to be something short. i I got to get into it first. I, if we go with a long book, I, 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 won't, I won't even start it because I know I won't finish it. Have you ever read Great Gatsby? Uh, I mean, yeah, kind of in 10th grade through Cliff's Notes and just kind of, you know, reading <laughs> – a couple excerpts here and there to pass a test, but I I can't say I read it. Because that's only about 180, maybe 168, oh, 180 see, somewhere. In there. That's what I'm saying. Hmm. I, I'm down with Gatsby. <laughs> Remember uh, when we were little? Like there's the books like Mr. Messy and Mr. There's Mr. Books. Do you remember those things? Oh yeah. Yes, <laughs> I do remember those. those. <laughs> I, that would be awesome. Those are like six pages, eight pages, maybe twelve. <laughs> Mr. Angry and yes, Mr. I do remember those. Mr. I, I I would have never remembered those if you didn't say something. But yeah, they were a big. Part I read of my the life. I read the shit out of those when I was a little kid. Yeah, I used to read highlights a lot when I was a kid too. Highlights magazine. Uh, I know what it was, but I never read it. So. Yeah, I used to read those a lot. And uh, was, was, Boys Life that was another magazine I got when I was a kid. I learned to read through a Dr. Seuss. Dr. Seuss. I don't think I've ever read anything Dr. Seuss. Hmm. Was never enamored with it. I was like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, I was four years old. I was reading Dr. Seuss. Yeah, I read Clifford. I like, well, you know, we've talked about on the show, like, you know, I've read Ramona the Pest and all those, you know, 20 times, Super Fudge. How to Eat Fried Worms, those kinds of books. I've never like read those. any of those. Never See, I've read, read all of those. When I was a little kid at uh, our, our grade school there, from uh, kindergarten through third grade, we'd have to go to the library once a week and check out a book. And every week I checked out a Curious George book. <laughs> <laughs> the Love of Monkey was there even at the beginning. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Monkeys are my people. So, yep. Speaking of which, uh, go to what is it now? LCS Hockey nineteen on Twitter. One nine two one. Oh, it's nineteen twenty one. LCS yeah. Hockey nineteen twenty one. Uh, Mike <laughs> Dell keeps putting up these videos of him playing hockey, you know, uh, on the PlayStation. And then uh, when he scores a goal, there's a there's a monkey there's a monkey call in the background. And all, oh, 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 <laughs> yeah, oh, 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 oh. it's pretty. That's awful. right. Yeah. I'm still looking for that damn Jofa helmet. Can't get the Jofa helmet. Yeah, but I, I do have a uh, Lemieux jersey though, so that's nice. Well, which one is it? Oh, you didn't see it in the videos. It's the home white uh, from like '92. You know. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Um, I was going to say something else about that. Yeah, <laughs> monkey yell. Yeah, yeah, good times. Yeah, you're killing um, it over there, though. 
What was I going to say? I was going to say something else about uh, Jersey or Lanier. Oh, the uh, well, they have alumni teams. They have alumni teams right. on that game. And All they have right. a Quebec Nordique alumni team. That's awesome because it's got Sackick, Nolan, uh, For- I think Forsberg's on there, and Sundin. Um, but uh, they have a Penguin alumni team, and I'm like, oh, this will be good. But the Penguin team, there's Lemieux and Yager, yeah. and I think Poffy, and Kevin that's really Stevens. about it. Like, no, Kevin Stevens isn't there. Like, uh, Recky's not there. Um, no other really good well, Penguin, like Kovalev. No, so what about Alexis Morozov? No. <laughs> so, outside of Lemieux, Yager, and Coffee, it's a pretty shitty team, but um, still, it's fun Rod to use Brindamore? Lemieux. Never played for the Penguins. <laughs> yes, he did. No, he didn't. Didn't he play for the Penguins for, like, 11 games or something? No. Are you sure? <laughs> Not Rod Brindamore. I, I thought he hurt Malkin in like preseason. He checked him behind the boards by accident. That was that was John Leclerc. Oh yes, that's who I'm thinking of, John <laughs> Leclerc. I knew it was some fucking asshole flyer that somehow like turncoated and came over to our side. John Leclerc, Rod. yes. Man, Rod Brindamore, that guy was ugly as fuck, man. He's the head coach of the Carolina Hurricanes, right? Is he really? Yeah, I had no idea. <laughs> what about Mike Ricci? Is he on the game? Is he on that alumni team? Uh, you know what? He he might be. I can't remember. But he's a, he's an assistant coach now, Mike Ricci. I can't he was uglier where. than homemade shoes. Oh yeah, he's still ugly. He still has really long hair. Oh, <laughs> like an assistant coach with hair down below his collar. Um, yeah, I think he might and be an he's assistant. Not young, Jose. Oh. But, uh yeah, Mike He's probably in his fifties, late fifties, mid fifties. Getting there, yeah. Yeah. Um, Mike Reese. So. All, All right. right, but anyways, next week probably nothing again. So be prepared. Um, or you know, hey, if you if you come up with a book, Mike Dell. I mean, yeah. If you want, if you want to, if you want to green light Gatsby, then just you know, let me know. Yeah. I'm not gonna just read it. Yeah. I need. I need. I, need I mean, I've read it multiple it. times, so I don't know. Yeah. If it, uh, I'd like to find something we're both going into fresh. You know. All right. Well, figure it out. Make it fun All right. and short. <laughs> All right. I'll see what I can do. Two ninety nine or less. Anything more, and I'm out. Um. All right. So uh, I guess that's it. Pass the gin, Governor.